Hi, my name is Uma Scharf and I'm a junior at Colorado College. I'm studying neuroscience and my hometown is Baltimore, Maryland. Taking this Hidden Spaces, Hidden Narratives, Intersectionality Studies in Berlin course has been a very necessary break for me from my science course load that I normally take at CC. It's given me the space to think critically about my identity as a person of mixed race, a third culture kid, and particularly as a German of color. Through studying marginalized people through an intersectional lens in Berlin and how these people reject and resist the false narratives that have been written about them, I have gained a new understanding of my role as a queer woman of color pursuing the fields of medicine and medical research and the discrimination that I will face in such a white, cis-male-dominated profession. During this class, I thought about my identity in a way that I hadn't fully engaged with before, and this ended up being a very uncomfortable and also a very strengthening experience for me. I think a lot of the time people tend to think of Europe as a place where racism isn't a problem, and Berlin in particular as a safe haven for marginalized people. However, my experience here would have to contradict that narrative, and this class really helped me uncover the reasons behind why. Although, in this course we did not specifically study Asian Germans, since the walking tour led by Sinti and Roma Youth in Berlin that I had originally been planning on podcasting was unfortunately canceled, I thought it would be an interesting idea if my final podcast reflected on my experience in Germany as an Asian woman and in general, the larger Asian communities that I have seen here. Britta and Kai will be joining me for this discussion, and I'm really looking forward to see what unfolds. Britta, Kai, and I are three students in this program who identify as Asian women and have enjoyed discussing this part of our identities regarding our experiences in Germany together. During this podcast, we will further elaborate on this discussion as we feel it is our way of giving back to our block and adding a different perspective to the discourse surrounding marginalized groups of people that we have so far discussed during this block. To, to guide this discussion, I will be relying on two texts that we read for class. The first being Knowledges of Unbelonging, Epistemic Change as a Defining Mode for Black Women's Activism in Germany, written by Maisha Eggers, which discusses the path of developing a communal black identity and resisting the false narratives about black Germans that exist within the dominant logic. We will also discuss Neither Foreigners Nor Aliens, the interwoven stories of Sinti and Roma and black Germans written by Nicola Lore al Samurai, which engages with a discourse between the experiences of existing as black German and a Sinti or Roma person in Germany a society in which a principle exists that Germanness is identical to whiteness. Using these two texts, we are going to discuss our own experiences here in Germany, as well as discuss what we have seen to be the case in the larger Asian community here. Okay, I am here with Kai Messman-Hallman and Britta Lamb, and they're going to now introduce themselves. Um, so, I'm Kai Messman-Hallman, I'm a junior at CC, I'm a psychology major, and I'm from San Diego, California. Hi, I'm Britta from Hong Kong, and um, I'm hoping to double major in environmental sciences in German, and I'm hoping to because I'm just a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Cool. Um, Kai, Britta, and I are here today as a sort of giving back to our block here in Berlin to talk about our experiences in Germany as Asian women and to discuss the larger, on the larger scale, the Asian community we have observed in Germany. So to start off our discussion, um, in neither foreigners nor aliens, the interwoven stories of Sinti and Roma and black Germans, Nicola Lore al Samurai discussed the concept in Germany that construes Germanness and whiteness to be identical. What are your thoughts on this concept, and is this something that you have found to be true during your semester here in Germany? I think that, I mean, it's not, it's a concept that I agree where, like, I agree with, because, like, I do see the fact that, you know, Germanness equals whiteness, because every time I've, like, see it, but it's also, like, a visual thing where I've seen, especially because we were living in Lüneburg, every time we have seen Germans, it's mostly white. There's just not a lot of diversity in Germany overall, mm -hmm. but also I do think that this is not um, only visible in Germany. I feel like a lot of the times, any any nation that has colonized some other nations, and it has like, you know, different uh, minority populations in, within their own population, it's still, like, no matter where you are, the colonizers are still the dominant race. And mm -hmm. that happens just to be, you know, the white people are the colonizers most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, like, I do understand where what that means and what she's trying to get to with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think especially, um, like, how, um, like, uh, Adefra was talking about how, like, being able to define themselves as black Germans was kind of a new thing, that it wasn't really, like, German really couldn't mean anything other than being white. Um, and I think it's exactly what you said, that sort of who, like, the colonizers, mm -hmm. whoever um, kind of takes over that land, like, and that space, ends up defining what that means. Yeah, and I think that's also because, like, with colonization, it's the ability to be able to construct new forms of knowledge, like what Edgar said before about how, like, whiteness, like, in, like, basically constitutes the center of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's able to happen because of the process of colonization and the process of the control of information, the control of, you know, the people themselves, and, like, how they're able to twist all of this to fit their own stories or, like, their agenda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it turns basically anything that isn't, like, white German into kind of this other category exactly. that makes it yeah. even easier then to sort of marginalize that group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I think personally I've also found this to be true just in my experience in Germany. I think in general due to the fact that I'm very light-skinned, um, and the fact that I'm Indian German, my racial identity has always been a little bit ambiguous in the States, and I'm often mistaken as white there. Um, and I've actually found this to be less the case here in Germany, I think due to this sort of concept that we've been talking about, about just Germanness being identical to whiteness. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that oftentimes on the street, like, people have actually like ask me what my ethnic background is or guessed what it is and like either guess correctly or incorrectly and that's just been a weird thing for me to experience here. I think that happens in the States but it's happened a lot more here um, and I think 
that even if it's not voiced out loud, I can feel it in stairs or, yeah. like, faces being made, like, on the subway or while I'm walking yeah. around. I don't know if you guys have had similar experiences, but... Yeah, it's been wild. I feel like, well, especially in... Because I went to visit uh, Kreiswald, which is in the north of Germany, like, right next to the ocean. And so there are lots of talks about how a lot of the people who voted for the AfD, the Alternative for Deutschland Party... Partai. <laughs> um, uh, basically, a lot of them were in the north of Germany. So in the north of Germany, people are a lot more conservative. And so when I was up there, it was actually pretty scary because, like, when I was, I was, I literally just stepped out of the station to head to the bus station, which is at the train station. And all I was doing was going into an office. Like, at that time, I was by myself because I knew German. I know a little bit of German, right? Mm -hmm. So I stepped into an office to ask this lady, um, oh, like, I wanted to ask her, what, do you know how long the ride will take? But I forgot the word for ride. Mm -hmm. So then I asked her, oh, can't do English, yeah. like, can you speak English? And she's like, no. And she, like, at first when I came in, she already was kind of cold. Mm -hmm. And then after I asked that, she literally, like, turned around and was like, no, I'm going to call for someone else. Like, and she was a little bit rude about it, but I was like, okay, fine. And so... Like, she called her colleague over, and as he was talking to me, because this was kind of like a glass box kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. These two German boys walk past, see me, and for some odd reason think that thinks that it's so amusing to see, you know, a person who looks Chinese. Yeah. And then they're, like, making all of these gestures right outside, trying to get my attention. Oh. And oh I'm just God. thinking, like, what? Like, I don't understand. But anyway, it was such a weird experience because there were other, you know, I have, I did see a lot of, like, not a lot of others, but, like, one or two other Chinese people there who I think went to university because, like, they were riding around on bikes. And, like, I'm assuming that you won't, you know, <laughs> have a bike anywhere in Germany unless yeah. you're, like, staying there. Yeah. And so, like, it was just wild because for me at least I got to leave that experience but for them they have to face things like that every day and it was weird as well because it wasn't just that it was like when I was about to leave we were walking in the underpass mm -hmm. towards the other side of the like the uh, track and this boy saw me and he literally just kept looking at me even though I was with Caroline and Annabelle mm -hmm. we were walking through the tunnel like, wa just walking from the first track to the, th like, third yeah. one, right? Mm -hmm. And he came down from that one, just kept staring at me, literally stared at me and turned around to stare at me until he went up the stairs uh, on the what? other side. And I was just, like, so confused. Like, I don't understand if it's, like, you know, yeah, kind of, like, because they haven't been exposed to, mm -hmm. like, minorities as much. Yeah. Because the, I, I only also noticed that, the only minorities there yeah. were eight, like were Chinese, mm -hmm. like they weren't yeah. of any other color, right. which was yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's a big thing in terms of like there has there's no discourse and no educate. Well, maybe like not no none, but like probably very limited mm -hmm. discourse and very limited education on like you know like uh, minority groups in Germany and like being someone of color and yeah. I think that's why like you know it's so significant when Adefra came out and they were like the first like group that you know they were able to you know uh, embrace the term Afro-Deutsch and make mm -hmm. it something and yeah and yeah no yeah. yeah um and like even um like I'm very white passing um like as an Asian woman um 
like it, even like in the states um most people just like assume that I'm white um and here like more often than not even like when I'm like trying to just like go to a convenience store and just mm. like buy like a drink or something like that um like they'll like ask me like oh like where are you from like are you from like like, are you Spanish? Like, do you speak Spanish? And, yeah. Like, do you, and it's just like I've been asked like, that too. Wait, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. So yeah, definitely. Um, it's just kind of weird, like being hit so right. head on with that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. It's also just like kind of confusing because I feel like in the states, I'm like. I mean, I do. I am somewhat white passing, and I am like racially ambiguous but I also am pretty surprised in the states when people are like you just look white you know (laughs) and I'm like I I don't feel that way (laughs) you know like other people have also told me that they don't think that so it's a little shocking to me when there are a lot of people who you know it's like Mm -hmm. a little split and I think it's interesting that I think it's more common to be recognized as a person of color here but it's and I think in some ways, I want, I, I don't want that ignorance about what my racial identity is to mm-hmm. exist, yeah. but it's interesting that it's almost due to a lack of discourse or, like, a limited discourse surrounding race in Germany. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that I think there are just less people of color here. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, like, yes, there's, there are less people of color in Germany, but let's talk about, like, Berlin, for example. Um... Like, Berlin is, like, I guess, supposedly the most diverse area in Germany as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, people here are more educated, even though they do get, Mm -hmm. like, they do see more people of color. Yeah. I mean, like, the most, oh my god, the most, like, surprising, well, not, like, surprising, but I was just so shocked because just right around the corner, you know how there's, like, this, um this little that the little christmas market there mm-hmm. yeah so basically there's only one bratwurst store and so i went up to this guy because i wanted to buy a you know a bratwurst to mm-hmm. eat i'm hungry mm-hmm. and so <laughs> exactly and so i i, I just go ah hello like ein bratwurst bitte like just one please yeah and then he's just like oh where are you from china mm. japan oh, oh, and wow. then i would and then i was just like so Nine, no, like, I'm from Hong Kong, and also, like, the fuck, like... And also, like, I'm just trying to eat. (laughs) All I I do, all I want is food. But at the same time, it's, like, it's because I feel like there's no... I guess it's because it's not really, like, talked about, and they don't really get educated about this. They don't actually understand the problem of, like, um, expressing mockery or stereotypes, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think is the key thing Mm -hmm. in, like, you know... Mm For example, like, respecting other Mm -hmm. people. I think that's the most important factor in anything. And I think it really just, like, points out, like, you know, it's kind of, like, any, like, person of color. It's like, oh, they must not be from here, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, they must not be German because they're of color. And it's sort of, like, just goes back to, like, the German, um, German-ness and whiteness. Yeah. Being, like, tied together. Yeah. For a lot of, like, people who live in Germany. Absolutely. Okay, so this a little bit leads into my next question, which um, in Knowledges of Unbelonging, epistemic change as 
define as a defining mode for black women's activism in Germany, Maisha Eggers talks about how understanding Germanness requires an understanding of how colonialism, naturalization policies, post-World War II occupation policies and migration have contributed to cultural, national, and racialized hybridity in Germany, which is something that we've all mm -hmm. been talking about. Um, and my question is, how might the experience of Asians in Germany be unique as a minority group that was not directly colonized by Germany? I think that um, it's it, it could probably be tied to the fact that, like, um, like, just let's, like, for example, looking into history, because it wasn't ever direct, because Chinese people or, like, the Chinese population or, let's say, Asian, any Asian country has never been colonized by Germany. So that's why, like, um, th there hasn't, well, first of all, they were just discriminated against. Mm -hmm. So, for example, mm -hmm. in during um, the Nazi period, um, because the Sinti and Roma people did, weren't necessarily a part of a nation, so they couldn't be colonized. So that's why, like, mm -hmm. they, they wanted to, you know... Um, Exterminate them, I guess. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to, like... <laughs> I was trying to think of a better word, but that's what I mean, you know? Yeah. They wanted to like, have some way to get rid of them, I suppose. Yeah. And, like, but the thing is that, like, they couldn't, and so they went through the way of extermination. Mm -hmm. And, but then with, like, um, the, um, like, uh, Afro-Deutsch, because they were a colony, they could basically, I guess, to, cer to a certain extent, they thought that they could do whatever they wanted with them. Mm -hmm. But especially with the Chinese population, they had never colonized them, and what they did was basically just send them back. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's, another thing that they did. And that's mm -hmm. why I feel like it's a very interesting um, <clears throat> difference just because of how, like, even though colonization, like, it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily play a role in, like, the treatment of the people in those, like, circumstances, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there is still that same underlying um, discrimination and racism against them just because of the entire idea of the othering yeah. created by, you know... The, it, with the intention of, like, making it so that white people are always right. up top. And, right. like, they just, because Asian people are not white, that's why they just yeah. fell underneath the spectrum yeah. as well of, like... Yeah. yeah, all of these things, all colonialism, naturalization policies, World War Two, all of that just really just ended up, like creating partially creating but also just like making it possible for this concept that we were talking about earlier about germanness and whiteness being identical mm -hmm. to just manifest even more and i think <clears throat> naturally than any any people of color in germany are going to feel othered and going to experience experience discrimination um and i think that i think particularly it's interesting because I think there is less of a discourse surrounding Asians mm -hmm. in Germany. Yeah. That and I think that is important to recognize. Yeah. Because we we all have experienced mm -hmm. othering and discrimination here. You know, it yeah. it happens and it's something that needs to be talked about. And I think it's also important to have it be talked about separately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, it's sort of. I think a lot of what we've um, sort of been discussing in this class um, about like sort of being able to create your own spaces mm -hmm. for like um, 
for the kinds of discourse that you like feel you need to have. Like yeah. you're talking about um, talking with the Roman Sinti mm -hmm. um, organization, um, the feminist organization, where you know they basically they had to create their own space to be able to talk about like yeah. feminist issues. Um, I think similarly, it's sort of necessary to be able to, um, like for Asians in Germany, to be able to create their own space and have this kind of discourse that's like specific to yeah. their experience mm -hmm. in Germany. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that I wonder if it exists, cause because, you know, in this course, that's not really something yeah, that we've been we looking really into. Um, so it's possible that there is some type of organization that does exist here mm -hmm. in Germany, and that would be really cool to look into. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think something that I've just experienced in general as an Asian person and particularly an Indian mm -hmm. person, that I do think there is a little bit, sometimes a little bit of a gap in the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Surrounding, like, our identities yeah. and how that is unique and I think also how it's really important to talk about. Yeah. Well, and I think also even just going back to sort of, um, like, um, j just the question of, like, how it's different from, like, not being colonized by Germany. Yeah. What you were saying about, um, mm -hmm. like, Asian identities or identities sort of just being, like, pu pushed out, you know? It mm -hmm. was like, well, we don't even have to deal with that because, yeah. like, that's not yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Um, sort of just the idea of, like that, like, doesn't even belong here, you know? Like, that's yeah. not even a part of, yeah. like, Europe or, like, European yeah. identity. Yeah. So, like, why even bother with yeah. it? Sort of just, like, push mm -hmm. them out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Another thought that I just had is that actually at CC, when I was having a discussion with a fellow student and talking to them about... Um, and I told you about this earlier, Bridia, but um, I was having a discussion with them about my racial identity because they were like, I thought you were just white, you know? <laughs> and I was like, no, like, actually, I'm half Indian, like, um, I'm not just white. And they were like, okay, well, even though you've told me that, I still just think of you as white. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Why? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? Right. And they're like, stutter? well, I think that in general, Indian people are whiter than other races. And so I still just kind of think of Indian people to be whiter. And so I, I think you're just... I still just think of you as white, and so, oh I my don't even god! Oh my god! It was how do you even unpackage that? It was know? right, <laughs> and so I thought I I've thought about that a lot since that conversation, yeah. and be like, why on earth would you say that? Right? Like what? And so I think I think there is something to be said for the fact that Asians and Indians have been able to immigrate to the U.S. Um, oftentimes um, in professions that allow them to exist within a higher socioeconomic status within mm -hmm. the U.S. And I think this particular student, I know this, and I think a lot of other CC kids, mm -hmm. exist within a certain higher yeah. <laughs> socioeconomic yeah. class. And I think in general, the only people of color, a lot of students at CC have really been exposed been to. exposed to have been a lot of times Asians mm -hmm. yeah. um and I think that I think that you know 
if you are a person of color existing within a certain very, very white and, like, Mm -hmm. wealthy community, it's kind of a self-preservation thing where you have to be able to, like, exist within that community and, like, you know, and that then can be perceived in certain ways and maybe that's where this student got this idea that Asians and Indians particular are whiter. But that was still so ridiculous to me because I'm like, if you hung out with my family, like, you would not think this. Like, you know, like... I feel like it's even, it's the whole, like, sort of, like, you know, like, model minority thing Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. like... Mm The stereotype. Like, you know, yeah, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you're, you're a minority, but, you know, like, you're one of the good ones, which right. means that you're, like, white, like, whiter than everyone It's else. so yeah. ridiculous, yeah. And that's... And, yeah. But, yeah, that entire idea of being the model minority is because, like, what these people want is security, like, job security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's ridiculous that, like, first of all, job security is not, like, a thing yeah. for, like, people who are minorities yeah. when compared to, you yeah. know, white people, for example. Yeah. 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 And, no, yeah, yeah. It's just... and it's also just, like, you know, it's just a fact, like, a, of systemic, like, racism mm-hmm. and whitewashing that, like, again, as, like, a need to exist within the, this community, you have to assimilate to the culture to a degree. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, I don't think that is necessary, but I yeah. think that it's it's easier. No, I and I think not. yeah, even like um, like my mom um, like still like to this day, you know, will like mm-hmm. talk about how um, like assimilation for her was like a necessary thing. Yeah, to, in order to be able to sort of just like live in America. Yeah, and like exist alongside mm-hmm. like white people, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and. So, yeah, it's sort of, it's the thing where it's, like... Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, you... There's no other choice, you know? Like, I wouldn't be where I was unless she had done that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then then again, like, I feel like, to a certain extent, especially because, like... So, at CC, what happened was that in the international student orientation, we were told by... I'm not going to mention this person's name, Mm -hmm. but, like... um, by some uh, person of the staff at yeah. CC who was uh, giving this orientation, saying to all the international students, oh you will God. never be accepted into, like, Ameri- like American culture yeah. unless you assimilate. Mm. And so that, I mean, first of all, it's problematic just because <laughs> why would you have international students then? you want Well, first of all, <laughs> if you want diversity, then, yeah. you know, we're here to bring a different perspective. And you can't change... you. You can't have diversity without having a diverse, like, yeah. group of people and having diverse, diverse thoughts, you know? Like, yeah, you, totally. like, I don't understand the point of that. And also, it's just, like, for us, especially because we're in college, we're, like, it's a time for us to develop and stuff. Yeah. And, like, for us, it might not necessarily be necessary to mm-hmm. have to assimilate because... No, exactly, we, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like, CC wants this diversity because they want students who are able to think more and mm-hmm. be able to have that, you know, liberal arts kind of mindset yeah. where you can look at things from different points of view. Yeah. And, like, um, yeah, I just mm-hmm. think, yeah, it might have... It, it's definitely very different. Exper- it's a very different experience for us, mm-hmm. be just because we're in like you know this private institution and yeah. it's tiny. Mm-hmm. But like yes, for most like minority groups in the U.S., it is so necessary to assimilate to fit in, yeah. and that's why for us, especially for me, for example, I feel like it's definitely 
I am privileged to be able to keep, you know, acting in my own ways and, like, whatever Mm -hmm. I want to do because it's a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, it just makes me think of that. But not everyone, like, yeah. Not everyone else has the opportunity. Everyone has that. Yeah. Yeah. The privilege to do that. Yeah. Also, I guess, bringing it back to our discussion about Germany... I wonder if this there's the same type of experience here with Asian Germans of the whole idea of being like the model minority and stuff like that. What do you guys think? I feel like any minority group in Germany is the model minority group, probably. Because I just feel like it hasn't been discussed at all. And so that's why people are still like kind of afraid to like come out with it. Like if you... I obviously, th- th- do you remember if Adefra talked about like having violent, like violent movements at all? Like violent protests? Yeah. Kind of a thing? Um, I don't think so. I don't right? know. And yeah. that's why I feel like most minority groups in Germany are still at the stage where like they're trying to find their own safe space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it might not be just necessarily. Like, the Asian groups that are just like that. But then again, it, it might also be because we haven't... Like, I haven't learned about it at Yeah. All. I guess so maybe instead thinking. of saying everybody's the model minority, maybe there just isn't that same type of idea that yeah. exists. Yeah, it seems like the... Um, like, just the discourse in general sort of on racial identity in Germany, just from, like, what we've been um, told by various groups. Um, not that those ideas haven't been around, but that the language... Yeah. sort of yeah. describe those ideas yeah. hasn't been wrong, uh, around no, for very <laughs> long. Um, so, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, And then my third and final question um, kind of does tie it back to Adefra, but, um, and just, like, what we've just been talking um. about. But when we spoke with Adefra, they spoke about a period of self-exploration, and Eggers elaborated on this time during which black activists examined the way in which they themselves contributed to the dominant knowledge and the symbolic order through their perceptions and actions, and then considered how self-knowledges could create new spaces for action. So I guess going off of this, my question is, have you seen agents in Germany contribute to upholding the dominant knowledge logic? And if so, in what ways and what are some of the possible reasons for why? Most definitely, especially in the sense that I have seen the word oriental mm-hmm, in uh-huh. Germany yep. more times mm. than I have in my entire life. It's like, <laughs> oh my anywhere. god, yeah. it's just it's like, everywhere. It's just on all these signs, they don't say what they mean by oriental. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just like, for example, with that word, I, a lot of the times I question whether people who are, people who are inside these shops are actually, you know of Asian descent yeah. at all or whatever. Yeah. But like I think it's a mix. And oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like and also like I think just to answer your question, if they were Asian, I feel like because there's there hasn't been much, you know, um there hasn't been like discourse around mm-hmm. like like the Asian minority in Germany and there hasn't been a language created yet to explain all these mm-hmm. things. And so or the, like, well the language does exist. Yeah, just but, maybe not but not in, in Germany. Yeah, or maybe German. not in German. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like maybe not in Germany itself. And so that's where the problem is mm-hmm. where like when especially when we're talking about like, you know, being having to feel like we like people can fit in, they try like they don't necessarily try to perpetuate the stereotype, but they do 
in mm-hmm. trying to, you know, not um, get themselves caked out. No, right. yeah, the whole idea yeah. of sort of, like, assimilation, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, if the only way that you are able to, like, advertise your business is by using, you know, the word orient or oriental, yeah. um, like, it's not an intentional, yeah. like, sort of mm-hmm. perpetuation of those, like, yeah. kind of... Um, like racist ideas, but it does, yeah, mm-hmm. like, kind of contribute just to yeah. like the thought that like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, okay, that's like Orient, you yeah. know. Like, also, people are just trying to make money here. No, exactly. You know, yeah. people like, are just trying to make a living. At exactly, least. Like, and I think there. I think something that I have definitely felt is that there's a little bit of like a fetishization oh, of yeah. Asian cultures here in Germany, and that can be seen. I think. In just like honestly all over the place there's mm-hmm. cultural appropriation going on all over the place and I think you can see there's just like Asian food places yeah. all over Berlin yeah. more than I've seen anywhere oh and I think the way that it's advertised I think there's like a little bit of a little bit of like self-advertising going on where it's like this is the perception of Asians in Germany, and this is, like, what is appealing and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, putting, like, at Indian food places, I've seen, like, colorful umbrellas outside yeah, and, like, yeah, pictures yeah. of the gods or, like, yeah. of the Buddha, <laughs> yeah. like, to, like, be, like, this is, like, Indian food, like, come, you know, like, yeah. you know, experience the culture. Right, experience the, it's, like, a commercial, no, it's such a commercialization yeah. of Asians in Germany. Uh, no, but yeah. I just kind of want to add on that first that, like, one, I feel like one of the reasons why, like, there has been such an influx of um, Asian foods, I suppose, in Germany is because mm-hmm. um, I was reading up about this uh, yesterday. And um, so it turns out during the period um, when Berlin was uh, separated to East and West, because there was a brain drain happening in Germany um, from the East to the West, um, I think it was um, the Vietnamese um, who had this deal with the GDR where they oh, would yeah. send a, like, a lot of Vietnamese people to come support the economy and mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. help alleviate the problem that the problems that were brought about by the brain drain. And so that's why, like, that would be one of the reasons why there's such a big, I feel like there's a huge Vietnamese community here. That's what Jared told me yeah. when we were doing the, one of the tours mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And um, so I think that also contributes to it. And it's also because, like, if, you know, a lot of... A lot of the times when, like, Asian cultures come, I feel like one of the main things that puts them apart is their food. And it's something that is desired, Mm -hmm. and there's a a want and a need for it. And so, obviously, by catering to the audience, they're like, you know, we know that you want this. Yeah. Yeah. and that's that's where it comes in that yeah. like the entire idea orientalism yeah. you know yeah, it exactly. all comes in just to right. make it so it's much more appealing than what right. it would no, be without that's yeah. how asian like asians in germany exist as living capital no yeah exactly yeah yeah 100% and then also at the christmas markets i've seen all over germany not even just in berlin mm-hmm. but i've seen like goods like from India being sold by some a lot by like just like white people uh-huh. selling them and like really marking up the price no yeah, yeah or or you know people like Asian people as well doing so like for the reasons yeah. that we just talked yeah. about but that's just interesting because people are like buying it you know it's there's is this just like fascination with the culture that's <clears throat> 
do, I think, in large part just to, like, again, the lack of, like, vocabulary to talk about it and just, like, the lack of, like, discourse just surrounding race in general and people just don't really know how to, like, interact with different cultures and, like... It's, like, like, people just don't know, like, how to interact with like, those cultures without, like, fetishizing them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sort of, like... And that's something that I felt here, you yeah, know? I, no. I feel that a lot. Even, like, even with the stairs, I'm like, I don't know how to interpret this, but this <laughs> makes me feel really uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what you're thinking. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So my final question is, what can be done within the Asian community in Germany as part of the decolonization project that will give back symbolic weight to the agency of Asian Germans? And I think a lot, well, a lot of that is sort of like, like I kind of wish that we sort of dove a little like deeper into that, you know, like even if that wasn't like, like the original, you know, like intention of this course or anything. Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, like, I feel like there might be, Mm -hmm. like, sort of, um, like, Asian communities in Berlin that Mm -hmm. are working towards things like that, you know? Yeah. I just, like, have no... Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Like, I just don't know about them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think in general, I think moving like creating a vocabulary so you don't have to have use the world like word orient oh, yeah, all yeah, over no, the place yeah. you know <laughs> I also like, think that like another way of I guess strengthening that community or like strengthening the minority community is like for example for like I don't know if this exists mm-hmm. but like perhaps for like like minority groups to kind of like not just work together but kind of like be allies and yeah. like promote each other so yeah. they can perhaps get more publicity in all these different ways Absolutely. and then they will all like you know be able to have some sort of say and like this is only for like minority groups and who you know who ha- there are organizations for these minority groups who want to you know not perhaps expand but kind of like be a bit more well known so people can perhaps find them for like support and whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it would be interesting like for example if there was like um this type of um network for like ethnic minorities because this exists for like um the queer community. Like for example, what we learned at Lambda mm-hmm. about how like for example if you're a queer youth and you want to be able to find someone you get redirected to them or like if you are, you know, classified as something else like where you are not a child and you're not a kid who is, like, uh, you're not a queer, like, kid, Mm -hmm. then you get redirected to another organization. And I feel like, yeah, it'd be interesting if, like, there were, there was, like, this kind of network with the minority, ethnic minorities as well. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that would really be able to strengthen, you know, Mm -hmm. minority groups as a whole, rather than creating this, um, I forget what Maya said, but, like, this, uh, the Something Olympics, my... Oh, yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Olympics. A Olympics, yeah. 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 So I feel like that would be a really great way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great talk about intersectionality. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tying it back to the course. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this discussion. Yeah, thank course. you for having us. And being thank so you. open and sharing your experiences in Germany. And I will talk to you guys later.
I found this discussion to be very thought-provoking. Hearing Britta and Kai speak about their experiences in Germany helped me affirm that the discomfort I have felt here is indeed for the reasons that I perceive them to be. It is also important to recognize that the three of us have the ability to leave this space in which our race is a part of our identity that seems to stick out even more than perhaps in the U.S., while Asians living in Germany are presented with this discomfort every day. I think our discussion was somewhat limited by the fact that we have no knowledge of specific groups and organizations within Germany working with the Asian community to develop a sense of identity and create a more expansive vocabulary with which to discuss this identity. However, we were certainly able to recognize the need for such organized groups. During our discussion, we talked about the necessity that we have felt and our parents have felt to assimilate to American culture in the U.S. and raised the question of whether there is a similar idea of Asians being a model minority in Germany that exists in the U.S. However, I think it would have been interesting to further discuss the idea of assimilation and the pressures that Asians and other people of color have felt to assimilate to German culture, which is a very white dominant one. Due to how homogenous German culture appears to be, I would imagine there is a great deal of pressure to assimilate. However, it would be an interesting topic to learn more about, especially now with the large refugee population. We also discussed the fetishization of Asian culture that we have felt in Germany, which adds to the commercialization of Asian culture, and we feel that there is a fundamental gap in understanding and knowledge of how to interact with another culture without fetishizing and appropriating it that results from pushing the topic of race under the metaphorical rug. We ended our discussion with a conversation on how it could be integral for Asians in Germany to work together with other marginalized groups to create a network for support for themselves. I, for one, would love to return to Germany and learn more about whether such a group already exists and whether other Asians in Germany feel as we do or not.